Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. I can promise you right now, the food that is preparing at your house or has been prepared already will be there. But if I don't get enough amens today, lunch ain't starting till three. All right. Can I get an amen? All right. We're going we're gonna to work. We're going to work it today. We're going to work it. Buenos dias. Mi familia. Este es el día que hizo el Señor. This is the day that the Lord has made. Nos guiamos y alegramos en él. I will be glad. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Yes. No sé si tienes planes para esta noche. Anybody got plans for tonight? You guys do? If you don't have plans for tonight, listen, please meet us right here. Está aquí. Meet us here for Noche de Cine Familiar. They weren't even happy about that. You don't know what I said? Say it in. Family movie night. Family movie night tonight. We're showing a movie tonight because you know why? There's no fireworks out here in Susun. Yeah, somebody go, ah, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Listen, there's going to be bouncy houses, fun for the kids. And listen, you, listen guys, BYOB. That means bring your own barbecue. No alcohol and stuff. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Bring your own barbecue. Don't come up here with empty plates expecting people us to, to feed you. Okay? All right. Was that a word? A word? <clears throat> Amen. So if, if you guys will, please turn your Bibles to Psalm 62. If you don't have your Bibles, look on your phone. If you don't have a phone or a tablet, we have a sky Bible right here. Amen. Sky Bible. And I'll be reading Psalm 62, 5 through 12. And it states this. I depend on God alone. Dependo solo de Dios. I put my hope in him. He alone protects and saves me. He is my defender, and I shall never be defeated. My salvation and honor depend on God. He is my strong protector. He is my shelter. Trust in God at all times, my people. Tell him all your troubles, for he is our refuge. Human beings are like a puff of breath. Great and small alike are worth nothing. They are lighter than a mere breath. Don't put your trust in violence. Don't hope to gain anything by robbery. Even if your riches increase, don't depend on them. And that his love is constant. Oh, I missed one. 
More than once, I have heard God say that the power belongs to him and that his love is constant. Yourself, O Lord, reward everyone according to their deeds. Amen. 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 Can you turn me down just a little bit over here? Really loud. You can tell you become independent when you change what you are dependent on. That's a tweet. You guys can tweet that if you want. You can tell you've become independent when you change what you are dependent on. For some of you guys, it was a song not too long ago that talked about I-N-D-E-P-E. Okay. We as Americans love to celebrate Independence Day. Los supermercados se asentencian de costillas, carne y pollo. The supermarkets are stocked up with beef, beef and ribs and chicken. Can I get an amen? Along with anything that goes on the grill. Para say que el... 4 de julio es muy importante para más personas que otras festividades. It seems like the 4th of July is a very big deal to people than other holidays. And as Americans, we tend to flaunt our freedoms before the rest of the world. Somos un gran nación y nos gusta mostrar nuestras libertades a lo grande. We are a big nation and like to show off our freedoms in a big way. E fuegos artificiales, musica y desfiles. There are fireworks, there's music, there's parades, all going on even right here in our own city. It's one of these summer summer days or summer holidays when most places are closed as a nation and we really love to celebrate together. Como nación, realmente celebramos este día juntos. If there is any day, si hay algún día, that we lift up animal sacrifices as a nation, I would guess it would be the 4th of July. I have to apologize to anybody in here that's vegan. They didn't get it. Okay. But I do think it's interesting how we all crave independence. All of us crave independence. How we struggle and fight for freedom. I believe it is something that is in our makeup, something about how we work. Even small children. We want to be in control when we are small children. It starts before two years old. If you guys can remember, if you have children or even when you were younger, you remember you always wanted independence? The word no was probably one of the first words that you heard your child speak. More than than, than daddy or mom, we understand those, but it's no. That's like the third word, no. It becomes a prominent word that children learn in their vocabulary. And then not too long later, then you get the shouts of mine. Come on, somebody. We start making choices our way and do our best to make others go along with our own choices. It's only a few years later when we start claiming, it's not fair. Sound, sound familiar? Mm-hmm. 
As we get to our teens, it's not much better. We want to be free from family obligations. We want to go with our friends past curfew. We want to be quizzed about where we're going or what we're doing. And I know, you know, when we think about stuff like that, I want you to think about biblically. Because even Apostle Paul himself wrote a letter to the church of Galatia, to the Galatians, and he was writing to people that were teens in their faith. Come on, listen. Teens of the family of God. They thought they knew everything. And they just wanted to be left alone to do their own bidding and do their own thing. Mm. The thing about teens is that they're far more influenced and controlled than they want to admit. We're talking about spiritual teens here. And they really don't know how much they're being controlled, especially by those that don't know much more than they do. Mm-hmm. Just like any group of young people, there are leaders and there are followers. The leaders are making all the rules. We like to enjoy our independence in the way that we spend our time with our family and with, with our, in our work. We control our money, for the most part, deciding about what we need. We exercise our independence in countless ways each day with all the decisions we make for ourselves. Even our teenage children have freedom of choice that far exceed what the majority of the world adults can even imagine. Some of us here, we have kids that, that do what they want to do, and they think, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm in prison. You, you, mom and dad, you, you guys ain't, you, you guys are mean. But do you realize that most of our children here experience more freedoms with us than most humans, adults do in other parts of the world? Now, although I would suspect that our children would disagree, that they feel like their mom and dad or their teachers oppress them. <laughs> Even independent young people establish rules for how they will live on their own. When a young man or when a young woman head off to college, they believe that they are headed for freedom from oppression of mom and dad. And I remember when it was time for me to go off to college and I couldn't wait to go off to college. You know why? Because I didn't have to come in at any time. I got my own rules. I had my own room. I did what I had to do, did what I wanted to do. Mom and dad didn't have to tell me anything. But then all of a sudden, it, took, it didn't take very long for me to understand that, man, uh, I, I still got to clean my room. I still got to go to class. I got I to gotta make sure that I go to work. I got to go to make sure I go to football practice. And all of a sudden, I've exchanged one set of rules from one place for another set of rules somewhere else. Hmm. But as a, as, as a teenager, I was oppressed at one place and was excited about going to the next place of freedom. And then I, become, then I realized that, guess what? I was a slave there. I just became a slave somewhere else. But I digress. Today, I don't want to talk about our independence from an oppressor. I don't want to talk about our independence 
from anything else. But today I want to talk about our dependence on Jesus Christ. I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. Psalm 62 and 5. I depend. I depend on God alone. Has anybody ever been let down before? Are you sitting there waiting for somebody to come and then they didn't show up and you go, man, I was depending on you. You guys ever been in that place in your life where you couldn't count on anybody but yourself? I'm going to go somewhere. I depend on God alone. Depending on God is basic to Christian life. We trust or depend on God for salvation. We depend on God for wisdom. In fact, we depend on God for everything and in everything. The psalmist David tells us in, 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 in all the Psalms, the Lord's re- re- reliability with a threefold description in Psalms chapter 18, verse 2. He says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. He said, the Lord is my rock my fortress and my deliverer. The Lord is my rock because he is my foundation in my life. He is the foundation of who I am. He is my fortress because guess what? Their enemy will come uh, come against me, but because he's a fortress, he protects me because he is around me. He is a wall. He is a protection in my life. He is my deliverer. How is he a deliverer? Because guess what? He delivered me from from sickness. He delivered me from sin. He delivered me from the enemy. He delivered me from the snare of the fowler. I wish somebody in here would help me preach today. You can get, you can go home and eat your meal and go to sleep. When I'm sitting here trying to get you guys, listen to what I'm trying to tell you guys. I'm in a point in my life, you guys, I don't need you guys to praise for me, but sometimes you got to learn to listen to the word of God and realize where you're at sometimes. God loves us and what he's done for us. But we can sit down right now, we can go sit down and watch a basketball game and get more praise for a, for, to a, a basketball player than you give to God. Let's just be honest. You'll get excited, buy jerseys and throw things in the way, and I can't even get you to go out and buy a regular Bible. That was, it was tight, but it's just, It's the truth. Look at ourselves as a nation. This is one of the reasons why, listen, listen what I'm telling you. Shameless plug here, shameless plug. Growth groups are essential. And especially because of the, the, of the, um, yeah, here we go again. The David Platt series that we're about to watch. It's called Follow Me. Because a lot of us think that we're saved And we don't even know that we're not saved. But I digress. Depending on God alone does not mean that we act foolishly. 
Jesus did not need to jump off the pinnacle of the temple to prove that he depended on God. That's in Matthew chapter 4. If you guys don't know the story, you know, the spirit of Jesus got baptized and he got approved by the Father and the Spirit of God descended upon him. And then all of a sudden it said the Spirit of God led Jesus out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And he fasted and he went there. He took Jesus up and he took him up and onto the, to the, to the, um, the pinnacle and he stood there and he said, if you be the son of God, jump off this building, God will save you. And Jesus looked at him, he says, come on, man. First of all, he's the word. And the devil tried to tempt him with who he was and is because he is the word. But he turned around and used the word on him and he says, listen, man shall not tempt God. Don't be trying to test God. We can depend on him, but don't be trying to test him. There's a difference between trusting God and putting God to a test. <laughs> Depending on God alone doesn't mean that we um, despise the great and good gifts that God gives us. For example, a person that may have strep throat. Yeah. Somebody that has a strep throat that sits there and they go, uh, yeah, I think I got strep throat, but I'm depending on God to heal me. There's somebody that likes to drive the cars. You've seen some of the commercials or those guys that are driving Teslas now. You're like, man, I'm depending on, I'm depending on God to allow me to get toward my destination. So I'm just going to fall asleep on the freeway, even though I didn't get enough sleep. We start depending. No, you're testing God. God gave us doctors so that we can go to the doctor. We still depend on God, but he, he allows us to use common sense to go to the doctor. Can, can I help some people out here? There, there are some people, listen, Christians, because this is something that we don't deal with so much because we get so spiritual that we, we, we become uh, no heavenly good, okay? If you're dealing with major anxiety and stress and you go, I'm just going to pray about it, that's good. Yes, you should pray, but guess what? You may need to go see somebody to help you. You don't think that God put that doctor there to come and counsel you and help you? You're going to pray about it, seek counsel, and the, and the Lord will be there for you. God has provided us with doctors and medicines to help us heal. He has given us the wits to steer the car. He can, we can still depend on God as we visit the doctor, knowing that all healing ultimately comes from God. When I had my stroke, it would have been foolish of me to look at my wife and go, let's pray. And that's it. No, she prayed. Oh, actually, the kids prayed. Papa prayed. And while she was praying, she called the ambulance. <laughs> She depended on the ambulance to come, but she depended on God for my healing. We depend on God all the time, and there are times we can do nothing else. The Lord gives us faith. We need to make it through those times. There are times when there were three, excuse me, three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
They could not sway the will of the king. And guess what? They were thrown in the fire. They couldn't lessen the intensity of the fire. But guess what? They said, look, I will not bow down. And when they went in, God, they depended on God. And not only did they depend on God, God went in the fire with them. They only knew that they could not bow down to a false god. They were thrown into the fire, depending on God alone for the outcome. Our dependency is in God alone. You can tell you have become independent when you change what you are dependent on. Let me explain this dichotomy to you. We all want to be free from the oppressor, or we all want to be free from what oppresses us. We want to be free from sin, from past hurts, bad relationships, and addictions. Independence is this, freedom from control or subject by others of being self-sufficient. That's independence. Everybody wants to be independent. Everybody desires independence for their life. But the reality is we are never self-sufficient. We are never in control. You guys hear me? Control is an illusion. So many of us fight so hard to gain control of their finances, of their relationships, of everything else in their life, even their health. They try, but it's still in the hands of God. You look, my goodness, you look at the whole COVID situation. When I started looking at the whole COVID situation, you're looking at people that smoke, drink, and do whatever they want to, catch COVID, and you you would never know they they caught anything. But here's somebody that's perfectly healthy, they do everything they're supposed to, and then all of a sudden they end up on a ventilator and they die. People that did nothing live. But people that did everything to try to make themselves healthy, guess what happened? It wasn't in their control, was it? Control is what? It's an illusion. When we gain our independence, we transfer our dependence to something else, including ourselves. I'm going to read that again. When we gain our independence, we transfer our dependence to something or someone else, including ourselves. So, for instance, when you were addicted from drugs and you were dependent upon drugs, you said, look, I'm not going to be addicted to drugs anymore. You got free from that addiction. And then you guess what? You transfer that 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 um, that um, that strength that you give that thing that you're addicted to. You transfer that that control to yourself or to something else. That's why you find some people that they trade one addiction for another addiction. You get people that, I mean, we don't even realize this, but you get people that like, man, they were addicted to alcohol. Now all of a sudden they turn and they're just, they start working out all the time, but they're addicted to working out all the time. You just traded one addiction for another addiction. You you became a slave to alcohol. Now you're a slave to the gym. You are in a bad relationship 
And you were like, man, I can't, I, I, that wasn't a bad relationship, bad relationship. And you miss, and then you go to another relationship. You were a slave in this relationship. Now you're a slave in the next relationship. We become slaves. Look what Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 6. He says, do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are the one's slaves whom you obey? Did I just say that right? Don't you know <laughs> that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey? whether of sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness. But God be thanked that though you were slaves to sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered and having been set free from sin, you became slaves to righteousness. So I was a slave to sin, and now I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm now obedient to God, and now I'm a slave to righteousness. And if I was a slave to sin, I was depending on that sin to be in that sin to control me. But God says, no, give up that sin and become a slave to righteousness. And when you become a slave to righteousness, then you can obey God. And watch, guess what? You can depend on your master. And a lot of people don't like that word. They don't like that word when you hear slave and master. Especially some of us that have in this nation of slavery and we talk about massa. We talk about slavery. People don't want to hear it. They want to use different words. They want to call Jesus. This will be like his name's Lord. Well, Jesus is Lord. He is master also. <laughs> what Paul is saying is this. Every person in the world is a slave. A slave has no independence. Can I say that again? A slave has no independence, no self-autonomy, and no personal rights. In fact, a slave is a piece of property. Am I, am I, am I touching some people's hearts here? Yeah, no, I don't be talking about stuff like that. We got too much stuff going on in our lives. No, 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 no. I understand what's happening in your life. I understand what's happening in other people's lives. I'm not trying to get political right here. I'm not trying to get personal, but I have to help you understand something because sometimes we get so caught up. Yes, there were things that happened. Yes, there are things that went on in our life, but guess what? God has set us free. Spiritually. And he has a greater future for us. Maybe you didn't understand that. I'm sorry what's happened in the past. We acknowledge it and we see that. I, I'm not even talking about regular slavery. I'm talking about things that's happened in your life. God sees that, but he says, I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. 
See, God said, I had a plan and a future and expected in for you. But you're so busy not understanding what the word of God says. When Paul says, listen, I don't I don't sit down and claim to know everything. But there's one thing I do know. I'm going to forget those things which are behind me and I'm going to press forward to the higher calling of Christ Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm a pastor. I understand it. I'm just trying to give you the word. But when you gain your independence, you transfer your dependence on God. I don't want to put my dependence on anything else. I would rather depend on God than anything or anybody else in my life. And I know what you guys are saying right now because I can hear it in the spirit. This, this is what I hear you guys looking at me saying. You guys are like, well, 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 pastor, what are some ways that I can depend on God? Well, I'm glad that you asked me that. Here are some practical ways to depend upon God alone. Because the truth be told, a lot of times, saints, we think we're depending on God, but we're really depending on ourselves. So, number one, when we, we depend on God when we pray. Prayer is, among other things, an acknowledgement of God's power, his promises, and his provision. When you pray, you demonstrate dependence on God. Many Christians lack a prayer life because they depend on their own power to make things happen. The biblical command is to present your requests to God. Philippians chapter 4 and 6 is this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. How many times have you sat down, and let's just be honest, how many times have you sat down and did something first before you even prayed about it? Yes, sir. Guilty. We need to be going to God about everything. Going to God in prayer. Always. Just like the incense that we're burning up as we talked about in that song. As those incense went up, our prayers should be going up. That's what Paul said, that we should never stop ceasing. Pray. Pray, saints. You can tell that you've become dependent when you change what you're dependent on. We depend on God when we honor the word. The word of God has information, instruction, examples, and promises for every believer. Read from the Bible every day. Did I say every day? Every day. Come on, you guys. Check everything against the truth of God's word. Do you hear me, saints? And when there is a conflict between what the Bible says and anyone else says, go with the Bible. Can can I help you guys out? I'm just talking to saints. I'm just talking to the saints. I'm talking to the church. If if you guys are watching, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you that are saints. Just letting you know. Listen. 
we get most of our information secondhand. Amen? You know why? Because we don't sit down and read, but we want to sit down and let somebody tell us. Like I'm doing to you right now. You hear me? You're depending upon what I'm saying. I could be sitting up here lying to y'all. And because I'm in a position of prominence, because I'm going to place this high and lift it up, you guys will look at me because I might be some kind of a big deal a little bit because he's a pastor. So you trust my word. But do you realize that the Bereans looked at Paul and was like, Paul, I love what you're saying. What you're saying is good. But guess what? At the end of the day, I'm trusting what the word of God says. We watch TV, we watch the news, we listen to experts. Every expert got their own opinion. Every news channel got their own opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ghetto here, y'all. Do you, do you see what I'm doing here? All of, us, all of us always want to listen to something else that doesn't have the truth. And we will fight about it. We will live our life according to what somebody else says when the truth has been written down to give us what we need pertaining to godliness and righteousness. I don't care what you thought. I don't care what you say. What does the word of God say? We have to honor the word. <laughs> well, you know, my truth is no. He is the truth. And if he is the truth, then he is the word. In Psalms 85 and 8, it says this, I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying. For he speaks peace to his faithful people, but let them not return to their foolish ways. Come on, y'all. Stop me running around here being fools. We sit down like, oh, I just said I wasn't going to be political. Thank you, Jesus. We got to stop depending upon what other people are saying. And sometimes we just need to sit down and read. Read the word. Amen. You can tell you have become independent when you change what you're dependent on. We depend on God when we do the right thing. Some of y'all are old enough to know that song and that movie, Spike Lee. But do the right thing. This is a quick one. Do the right thing at all times, in all situations. Do what you know is right and leave the results with God. When you're doing the right thing, you know you're doing the right thing. You don't, you don't have to. You, you, you're right. You're just like, I'm doing what God says. And I don't care what the world says. I don't care if it's popular or it's not popular. I'm going to leave it up to God. I'm depending on God to be my restorer, my champion. Jochebed did the right thing by saving her baby. Some of you guys are like, who is Jochebed? They, didn't, they don't know. You know who that was? Moses' mama. Do you guys know that? She did the right thing. She saved her baby. She put him in, in that little ark and set him through to give him, give him to Pharaoh. She did the right thing. 
That's in Exodus, if you guys need to know, in that Exodus chapter 2, all right? What about Daniel? When he defied the king by praying to the Lord, he did the right thing. Guess what happened to Daniel? got thrown in prison into the lion's den. He was talked about, but he did the right thing. What about David? David did the right thing when he stood up against Goliath, even though people made fun of him. Oh, you're just a child. But he's like, no, I'm going to do the right thing. Somebody's got to stand up to this giant because all y'all ain't doing nothing. In each one of these cases, their dependence on God alone was rewarded. David was rewarded because he ended up being a king. You look at Daniel. Daniel, Daniel was rewarded because the whole, the whole nation of Israel prospered because of Daniel. Jochebed, you already know about that because she gave her son up. He was raised up and became what? The deliverer of Israel. You can tell you have become independent when you change what you're dependent on. We depend on God when we become a living sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It just makes sense when you live your life for God. Thank you. Acceptable sacrifices are purified from sin and dedicated to God's word, his way and his will. When you become a living sacrifice, you live for the Lord. Can I say that again? When you become a living sacrifice, you live for the Lord, not for yourselves. You cease fighting your own for your own rights and give up trusting in your own strength. As you learn to become a living sacrifice for God, you will discover the truth that when I am weak, then I am strong. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. You can tell you have become independent when you change what you're dependent on. We depend on God when we abide in Christ. The Christian life is not a now and then rendezvous with God. (laughs) It is making God your dwelling place, living with him, being with him. Jesus put it this way in John 15 and 4. He said, remain in me. As I also remain in you, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither, you, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Depend on Christ as a fruit-laden branch depends on the grapevine. The branch that is attached to the vine is fulfilling its purpose. Abide in Christ. So what do you mean? What do you mean abide in Christ? Well, I'm abiding in Christ. A lot of us ain't abiding. We just, we roommates with Christ. We'll let him in the house and rent him a room. That's where we are nowadays with Christianity. We'll allow God into our house, but we won't let him have dominion in it. 
But instead, he's like, look, Jesus said, I'm, look, I'm Emmanuel. I'm God with you. And not only am I just with you, I want to be in you. But when I abide in Christ, so Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask anything that you want and it shall be granted unto you. So many of us don't want, we, we, don't, we don't want to abide in Christ. We don't allow Christ in us, but we do want Christ to be next to us. And then we start asking for all kinds of things. You know why? Because the guy that's in my roommate, he'll give me things. There's benefits to him living in my house. He makes sure the house is clean. He hides my stuff in other closets so when company comes, they don't see all my stuff. That's a message. Because I can bet you right now, if I, was, if I was to come over to your house, you start throwing stuff inside a closet and everything else. I come in your house, I start walking around, start opening up, oh, okay. Open up drawers that, Okay. We have to abide in Christ. You can tell you have become independent when you change what you are dependent on. And lastly, as I close, Atibra, and she comes to the piano and softly tickles the keys spiritually. We depend on God, listen very carefully, when we refuse to worry. Whew. We depend on God when we refuse to worry. This is a hard one. And the church said, amen. amen. God cares for his children even more than the grass that he clothes with flowers, the birds that he uh, feeds daily. Yes, he knows we have needs, but our heavenly father knows every need that we need that we have. 1 Peter 5 and 7 says this, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Listen, keeping some anxiety on yourself is to doubt God's care for you. Wow. Let's think about this. Let's think about all the anxieties and all the fears that are perpetuated on the TV. All the fear that everywhere we go, we go to stores, we can't go on vacation, we can't go here because the world is full of fear and anxiety. We worry about our health, we worry about our loved one's health, we worry about our jobs, we worry about the economy, we got all these things that we're worried about, then fear comes in and the, you know the word, God says, I never gave you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But guess what? When you're anxious, you don't have a sound mind. But he, when, when, we, when we get rid of the love that God has given us, we allow anxiety to come into our hearts. And God knows that we still are anxious. And he cares about your anxieties. He, worry, he, he, he cares about us, about our worries. He cares for you. And we got to learn how to, to give our anxieties to the Lord. We're sitting down, we're in a place right now that like many, many people, we, we're afraid to even go to the park. We're afraid to go outside our houses and do anything. What, am, what do I got to do? No, God says, listen, 
Cast all your cares upon him. Depend on him because he cares for you. We have to learn to make sure that we depend on God for everything, that we trust on him because I am a slave to righteousness. I am a slave to God that God's going to take care of his people. Our American minds don't understand what a biblical slave looks like. Because if you guys know this or not, I understand people have taken slavery and, and they've tried to say, well, this is Christianity because it was in the Bible. No, homosexual stuff is in the Bible. All this stuff is in the Bible. That's fine. Just because it's in there doesn't mean it's right or it's wrong. But there was laws for people that took care of their slaves and how to took care of their, take care of their slaves. And why did God show that in the law, Moses' law? Because he was trying to show us that he takes care of his servants. Paul said, I am a bond servant or a slave to Christ. And God took care of Paul in everything that he did. Even when he was shipwrecked, he was snake bit, he was thrown in jail, he was stoned, he was beaten, God still took care of him. Why? Because he casted all his cares upon the Lord. That's what we need to do to depend on Christ. You can tell you have become independent when you change what you are dependent on. One day, Jesus called his disciples together, and the disciples looked at Jesus, and they said, Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus answered with an illustration in Matthew chapter 18, verse 2, and it said this, he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and be children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Listen carefully. One quality of children is that they are dependent on others for their well-being. I was looking at my grandson earlier and I began to start thinking, he doesn't have a care in this world. He's fed, he's held, he's clothed. He doesn't care, he doesn't worry about anything. That's what Jesus is saying. Look, you need to become as a little child in the arms of the Father. I know you have, he says, look, I've clothed the lilies of the field. The birds have, they don't even worry about eating because I put everything out there. How much more does your heavenly father care about you? But you still got to be as a child. God's children should share the quality of depending on their loving heavenly father for everything they need. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1 and 3, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And one thing that God has given us is community. Let's talk about that. God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, and God has given us community. Guess what he's given us? Growth groups. We heard earlier, and we talked about growth groups earlier. This is an important part. Listen, we can't do church 
like we used to do. 2020 showed us how much we need each other. I'm trying to tell you guys something. I have never seen the church in such a mess as it, as it did in 2020. But in 21, 2021, we're coming out stronger. We're coming out better. We're coming out wiser. <laughs> in growth groups, we learn to depend on God by being dependent on each other. So what I want to say is, you guys, please, 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 Connections booth, before you leave today, get a part of, be a part of growth groups. Um, go out there and see Ray Charles. We call him Ray Charles. That's Rachel and Charles Hankins. You guys go out there and they have all the information for you. There is no excuses not to be in growth groups. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. From A.W. Tozer, he says this, our tendency is to strive for a high measure of independency where everything seems to be under our control. But underneath, there is always the fear that it will all crumble. We forget that genuine peace comes from full dependency upon God who has all in his hands. Amen? We are dependent upon God. So today, we declare our dependence on Jesus. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time. Thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.